कुलक्षये प्रणश्यनाष्टे he says why don't we see the disaster that can take place and why don't we learn to withdraw so what have we to learn from this so he gives the whole lesson now also kulakshaye pranashanti that when the family unit gets destroyed what happens pranashanti kulakshaya when the family unit gets destroyed pranashanti kula dharma sanatana that sanatana kula dharma that eternal dharma that is passed down through generations in the family family traditions family culture family values family profession family skills everything you could put together is kula dharma now very often dharma as you'll see in gurudev's commentary is just translated as religion so family religion will be destroyed that's a very limited meaning in india religion culture way of living all of them was united with the common goal of bringing harmony in society and growing spiritually spiritually to discover our oneness with creation that is what dharma is religion is not one practice on a sunday monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday some elaborate forms of rituals or worships or some labeling and conversions that is not what was called as religion in india religion was to be lived moment to moment and culture provides you that means by which you can live your knowledge you can live your spirituality you can live your religion and you can live your values therefore culture profession nothing was separated from each other everything was integrated because our values must integrate in our profession and our values come from our spiritual knowledge so where is there a separation between the two of them and that's why when people from the foreign countries came to india they could not understand is it a religion is it a way of living is it a culture admirable though it was they all admired it but could not figure out because it was integrated in every aspect of our lives and religion did not have to be taught through institutions because it was passed down through role models in the family every family member would not be a role model but it was important that the leader of the family the head of the family not only practiced lived and made sure that he would pass on 
and discipline the next generation to live these cultural values. This is what the family unit is, which even as family people, are you not trying your best to do it? But then we send them for education systems, which do not give them any values for respect to elders. And by the time they come back to you, dad, mom know nothing. Everything that they follow is just blind traditions and uh, etc. And we are scientific. Blind faith in the name of science, not even knowledge of science. And this is the way we are destroying everywhere in the world and today in the most cultural place, the most knowledgeable and spiritual country. We are beginning to destroy it. Even in education, what are parents doing with the children? Study, 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 get marks, 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 so they get into the good university so that you get a good job and you get good money and then you look after us. High hopes. You've educated them only to make money. Then even parents are to make money. And whatever they can make out of you, and when you're not able to give, even Shankaracharya said, Bajagovindam, Yavad Vitto Parjana Sakta, Tavan Nijaparivaro Rakta, Pascha Jeevati Jar Jaradehe, Vartam Kopina Prichati Gehe. As long as you can earn wealth and give, everybody is there for you. But in the family unit, even if there was a non-earning member who was not capable, whether out of old age or children, whether it was, uh, what to say, somebody incapable, disabled in any way, it's the whole family that looked after that. We lost that over a period of time and we see the decadence and the breaking of the joint family units. The villages are breaking down completely now and so are families breaking up. And finally, a couple make a family. And that too also, they don't want to be committed. They want to just live together. So that they can part ways whenever they want, especially after they've got children. How will the children get those values, the security that is needed to make a healthy personality, a strong personality? Where will they get a balance of a man and a woman in their life? with separated parents. And is it that the people who separate or divorce, are, are there something, to, something totally wrong with them? It's not. Because when you're individualistic, both want only what they want. And when they come together, each wanting what they want and not ready to give and share that we learn in a family, Naturally, there will be a separation of ideas, of thoughts, of wants, desires, likes, dislikes, and many such factors, the divorce takes place. So if you think about how the whole family unit breaks down, and with that family unit, the complete tradition culture starts breaking down. So how much importance it is to save those family values 
of sharing, giving, sacrificing, of even tolerance, forbearance. In such families only, you get emotional strength. It is not that in such families, there won't be disputes, there won't be bitterness. But you learn to deal with these emotions very early in life. Very often people ask me, Swamiji, you know, we talk very proudly, but today in India, where are the values left? Yeah, corruption from top to bottom. We wonder, and they ask me, when I travel abroad, at least people are honest. And we say Satyam Eva Jayate, but that's lacking. So then why? What values are there in India that, you know, that we glorify? What's the difference of them coming and studying here or growing up here? Because even still, to some extent, families are there. Family units are there. And those family units, you get the emotional strength to bear the difficulties and challenges of life, to sacrifice and to give. These are values that come from family. And wherever in the world such families exist, those children grow up with such values. But where it has broken down and the link in generations are gone, you try to revive the families. You have to again teach values. There's so much required. In two generations, maximum three generations, we can destroy an entire culture. But to rebuild a culture sometimes takes millenniums. And a culture of millenniums, that's why we call it as Sanatan Dharma. We destroy when these values that can really be passed and practiced only in the family units will get destroyed. And such a culture can be built only when such family units exist. Now can you imagine what a powerful argument Arjuna is giving? I said, you know, this chapter, really speaking, spiritually people think, and many commentators have not even commented. Even the traditional commentators have not commented on it. Thanks to Gurudev's commentary that we can really understand what's the depth. And of course, Arjuna is now trying to show, see what is going to happen with the war. And therefore, no doubt what he's talking about the war is perfectly right. And he's so convincing that there are even people who actually go and say, see, Arjuna was so right. He was talking about non-violence. This false non-violence is not the non-violence the great masters talked about. For a soldier, for a nation, you must always be equipped to stop violence in your country. Even if you have to challenge your opponents, that's the only way. Otherwise, violence will come into your country if you're not able to retaliate. Today we cannot be threatened because we got equal weapons. Not that you should use those weapons to attack anybody. But 
the attackers get warned because you can also attack. That's how you prevent also. And therefore, in every nation, every politics, it is essential to have your army well in place. Unless we are living in an idealistic society where nations would not, and that's what they had taught in ancient times. You should not invade another country. In fact, you should never even travel to another country. And we see the disaster that takes place. Not only the viruses that we spread and wipe off cultures, but we lose our own culture too. See, all these things, their warnings were given long before when they created social systems. But when we forget those values and think that we know better because we don't understand the language, now we know another language and start breaking these traditions. Certain traditions have to be broken because they decline over a period of time and they are not value-based traditions. They have to be revived and that's why we had saying sages who were revolts to those things. But every youngster revolting against these traditions can only destroy some of the best things in culture. So that is what is being pointed out. Kulakshaya Pranashanti, Kula Dharma Sanatana. And when that happened, Dharma Nashte Kulam Krishnam Adharmo Vibhavatyutaha. He says that when this family Dharma gets destroyed, then even the social dharma yeah, of the society so dharme nashte kulam adharma abhibhavati it is not that when dharma is absent that we are neutral we will become adharmic we will act sinfully in the world and we say sinfully harming others and harming ourselves. Saying that, he goes even further to say, Hey Krishna, Adharma Bhibhavat, when there is the prevalence of Adharma, Pradushanti Kulastriyaha. You can see what importance is woman given in our Indian society. That the foundation of dharma, even in the family, is the woman, not a man. When a man becomes corrupt, he might harm himself and harm a few. And die off without creating any influence. But we know the power of the woman to make or to break. 
and therefore such importance is given to women therefore women were protected and women were not protected to cage them but because they were so precious to society tell me when you wear your all your artificial jewelry you throw them around everywhere is it not but if you were to wear your very precious ring with maybe a five carat six carat diamond hopefully <laughs> where do you keep them under lock and key not to cage them because they are precious and it's not that women should be locked and that's not the meaning and we lost that and then women were not to go out women are not allowed this women are not allowed that that is not what is indian culture the freedom that the woman was given in the indian culture we can see free thinkers like sita and don't ever point sita as a poor victim she never was and she would never allow it because she's an example for women kind and she wouldn't be such an ideal if she was such a victim that any man could do anything to her the status that we have given to women and women had the right of choice that is the importance given to a woman and when you say pradushanti it is not that women fall the conditions for the woman would become worse now naturally when the conditions for the women become worse they have to get out from the protection of the family and then pradushanti kulastriya strishu dushtasu varshneya and when the women move out of the house and if the value systems are lost for the women then and he addresses krishna as varshneya you are the best amongst the vrishni clan the clan of such nobility and therefore how important it is to have a noble clan in which you are born and you continue that clan so that noble children would be born in that clan and because we come in such noble clans that we have got such facilities given to us for growth with a spiritual educational uh, or even uh, uh, economic growth takes place because the input of so many generations is there so you should understand better because you come not from an ordinary clan or you did not just come from anywhere you know he varshneya the best amongst the vrishnis are born in the vrishni clan again known to be a very very long generation of people of great cultural values and therefore he varshneya strishu dushtasu jayate varna sankaraha and when the women get corrupt when women's conditions fall when women have to go out into society whether it is because they are unprotected or whether they themselves go wild add mixture of varna takes place when we say varna again today we use the word caste which has so badly been misused and abused over a period of time we don't understand its true import even today when you have discussions 
of people in mixed marriages. It's not that two people who love each other cannot. And one way we also hope that, you know, oh, it's nice that people culturally get married and there is, you know, then few people, it works. And, you know, won't they get the best of two cultures? Generally, don't get the best of two cultures because two people very often when they individually marry, it is only out of attraction for each other, rarely because of cultural values and merging of cultures. And when youngsters say these things, you wonder, is that what you're marrying for? If culture is what you are marrying for, did you see that can you bring cultural values? Very often the children lose both the values, both the traditions. Some wise couples decide that they will bring their child up in that one culture. But tell me, even if they decide to bring it in one culture, the two of them who have been brought up in two different cultures, sometimes apparently different approaches are there. To adapt to another culture is not that easy. Yet, there are some people who manage to do it. But in majority, it cannot be done. And generally, what happens because of that, then the cultural traditions and values get wiped off because there are difference of opinion also. So rather, we keep all this away and let us have a peaceful marriage. Is this not happening even today? It's not that two couples who love each other cannot live together. It is not that they cannot uh, be nice people. It's not that they cannot make their marriage work. Of course, all that is happening. But those who do it for the culture, they take into consideration whom they are marrying, what they are marrying. And when you are young, all these impulses only out of attraction. Who thinks about religion, culture, values, family, social? And very often, they neither fit into that society, they don't fit in this society and that's how they become one unit. When they become one single unit of couples, then every expectation is from each other. They don't get to vent out their emotions in the society. They don't see others who are going through the similar problems like they are going through. And thus, each one expecting from each other, they also very often break up. This is what is happening. We can see it happening. Arjuna is talking about this 5,000 years ago. That when it happens, Varna Sankara takes place. We are not talking about just marriage between two cultural people. We are not talking about that. There's total confusion in our own minds. There's difference of temperaments. All this get mixed up, whether it's in our management, whether it is in our family life, whether it's in our social systems. Like today, how even our medical systems, the Ayurvedic system today is not pure Ayurveda because we are constantly trying to match Ayurveda with the Western systems. It doesn't work. It works in its own methodology. So you have to understand all these things and see how knowledge structures get broken up. They get corrupted. Basically, they get contaminated. And then you prove that, see, it does not work. So you wipe it out. It did not work because you made it work in another system where it does not work. See, if you really look at 
the complete decline that takes place. Look at how much we can learn from Arjuna's statement. Today also, all of you know, basmati, pure basmati rice. How many of you are dog owners? Do you allow your dog just to go? If you allow your dog to go onto the street, what happens? Hmm? You want pure breeds. Sometimes a mixture of breed is necessary and healthy. Mahabharat itself, Ved Vyasa, is a product of that. Huh? And yet, how many disasters take place? Mahabharat also points out. Thank you for tuning in to this episode by the Chinmaya Mission. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing. If you're looking for exceptional and detailed content on the Bhagavad Gita and how Lord Krishna's advice to Arjuna is relevant to the hurdles you face today, or understanding your mind, or explanations on Hindu scriptures in easy-to-understand English, the Chinmaya Mission YouTube channel is the place to be. All links are in the description.